You are listening to She Speaks by the Great Canadian Woman. The great Canadian woman makes waves, she moves mountains, and she blazes trails. This podcast is a compilation of inspirational Canadian women sharing their message, their insight, their experience, and their expertise. and compassion, strength and softness, pride and humility, independence and connectedness. The great Canadian woman unites us by both our similarities and our differences, and this is where we listen, learn, connect and grow. You can learn more about our publishing opportunities, events and how to be a contributor on the She Speaks podcast or blog by visiting www.thegreatcanadianwoman.ca. Andrea Truejoy Fox. I am the daughter of Gordon and Mary Fox, and I was raised in Agana, the Blood Tribe, which is part of the Blackfoot Confederacy. I am a Nitsitabiaki, a Blackfoot woman, and I carry my maternal grandmother's Blackfoot name. I am honored to be a teacher and I have been blessed with the opportunity to share my gift of teaching with children and youth from kindergarten through high school and adults at post-secondary. When I was little, I wanted to be a teacher. My parents were my first teachers and the elders that I spent time growing up with, including my grandparents. My mom was a teacher and I saw the way she nurtured her students and how she treated them with love and care. Her students thrived, and it made me believe that one day I could become a teacher and work with children and youth. I remember my first day of school in grade one. I was scared, super shy, and it was new for me to be away from home, where I was raised by my parents. It felt foreign and uncomfortable being in a space that was different and being in the care of a white person, my teacher. This teacher showed me kindness, patience, and boy, was I ever a squirmy, curious, and shy little fox. (laughs) This teacher showed me that I mattered in a classroom with a mostly white student population. This teacher embraced my culture, and she was what every teacher should be, nurturing, I came to trust her because I knew that she genuinely cared and she treated me with respect. As teachers, we have a very special and one of the most important roles in the lives of children and youth. We are teaching them. They are in our our care, preparing them for the world. We are nurturing their curiosities and how they come to understand their own learning journey and as they're discovering their identities. In Blackfoot ways of knowing, the adults in our communities have a responsibility and opportunity to be a teacher to the younger people. We also value the knowledge and gifts of children and youth. 
they teach us as well. And they come into this world with their own abilities to teach each other. There is much for us adults to learn from children. When we look at the education systems today and the historical relationship with Indigenous people, it is not a pretty history. It's dark, it's daunting, and unfortunately, it's still a very challenged relationship that we are seeing today. The truth is, there are not enough Indigenous teachers or administrators hired off the reserves in the school districts. There are not enough Indigenous knowledge keepers being accessed. There are not enough Indigenous parents engaged. Indigenous students continue to struggle with a sense of belonging, acceptance, or feeling that their cultures and histories are embraced by these school systems, and that includes post-secondary. This is problematic on many levels. When our babies, our children, were taken away and placed in residential schools where the genocide began to take place, this broke our families, our communities, and our spirits. Yet with the resiliency of our ancestors, we have survived. Children are sacred, and they are gifts given to us to care for by Creator. This is why if anyone who has the blessing and the honor of teaching children and youth, know that they are entrusted to you and that they are gifts who are going to teach you as well. It is the spirit of reciprocity in our traditions and our cultures and in Blackfoot ways of knowing. Life is about reciprocity. When we take something, we must give something. That goes with our making our traditional tobacco offerings. You know, when I go for my walks out in the community, when I'm just embracing myself in Mother Nature, I always take my tobacco with me so that I can leave something if I should find something along the way that I might feel so connected to, to bring home with me, such as a rock. I also honor those that have come before me and those that have shared their knowledge and who have survived my ancestors, my family people that I'm connected to that may no longer be here anymore. I honor them and I carry their strength and spirit with me. When our babies, our children are taken away from us through the foster care system, we are not only physically traumatized, we are mentally, emotionally, and spiritually traumatized. The mothers, the fathers, the parents of these children and the children themselves. We cannot look at only the education systems that challenge Indigenous students and ways of knowing. We must look at the childcare system, the justice system, and the socioeconomic system. All of these systems and the daunting stats we see of overrepresentation of Indigenous people are all interconnected and symptomatic of the genocide, racism, abuse, and inhumane treatment of Indigenous people in Canada. It is essential that we as a society look at these histories and how they are so much very relevant and connected to what is happening today in this day and age to Indigenous people and the challenges that Indigenous people endure. At the post-secondary level, many Indigenous students are coming forward and disclosing the systemic racism they are encountering. It is 2020. And it is time for education systems and learning communities to break the patterns that haunt Indigenous student learners. It is in the hiring practices, more representation, at leadership, 
as well as in all different roles that are connected with education. It is curriculum that is delivered. It is ensuring that all Indigenous students feel safe in their learning environments. It is ensuring that when Indigenous students or Indigenous staff disclose their encounters with racism, that they are not only heard and documented, but that these encounters are believed, acknowledged, and that there will be no tolerating such injustices enacted upon Indigenous educators and students. That is how we can change these systems as teachers, administrators, students, and community. It is taking a good hard look at what these systems look like and why they are not only doing a disservice to Indigenous students, but to all students, because we are in a position to further inform their understandings as students and members of society. As teachers, we are in an extremely unique and capable role of changing these systems. How? Well, first of all, there is no cookie cutter solution to this ongoing challenge and epidemic in education systems today. It starts with how each and every one of us accept, embrace, and nurture Indigenous students from the day they enter our classrooms and schools. Children thrive when they feel safe, when they feel accepted, loved, and supported. We, as teachers, are the caregivers for every hour they are in our care in school. We have the honor of being a part of their destinies. For those of us who are teaching non-Indigenous children, we can help be part of the change and healing of what has happened to Indigenous people in Canada by helping our non-Indigenous students, families, and communities become aware of the true histories and connect with Indigenous communities. For some of us, it might make you feel uncomfortable. You may not get it right the first time or even after the 10th try at learning and articulating these histories. Being willing to be open with your Indigenous students and families that are part of your school community, you are going to learn how to talk about these issues, how to facilitate the hard conversations within your school community, and that you too are a student learning in this process. Acknowledging that is incredibly important to the process of reconciliation. And more importantly, it's creating safe spaces for Indigenous students and families. These conversations are necessary, and it is time we stop dancing around it in education. We need to look at what has happened, and we need to stop what is happening. We need to stop having a blind eye. We need to stop holding ourselves back for fear of doing it wrong or anything that makes us feel blocked in our own processes as learners, adult learners, because all teachers are learners. Because as we teach, we are learning with our students. It is imperative that we have Indigenous educators leading these conversations, leading the way for schools, universities, teachers, administrators, and faculty. It is not enough to have an Indigenous face on the committees or act as a liaison between Indigenous and non-Indigenous communities. It is imperative to have Indigenous voices at the table and in positions to make decisions and create policy. 
there are plenty of Indigenous educators all over who are more than ready and willing to fulfill these leadership roles and to teach non-Indigenous educators how to work appropriately with Indigenous communities and to nurture Indigenous student learners at all levels, from kindergarten all the way up to post-secondary. As educators, we question our assumptions about education. You know, we are always looking at how to do things more efficiently, how to better all student learning. And when we question our assumptions, we allow ourselves to be open to new perspectives, to take in new information, and to re-examine how we are doing things. And if we are further perpetuating the issues that marginalize Indigenous students in education... Are we part of that problem or are we working to be part of the solution? And that is breaking the cycles of education and how it has been used as a tool historically to violate and eliminate Indigenous peoples and identities. It is necessary for us to examine what has occurred previously and what it is we can do as individuals and as collectives differently now and better for all students and for Indigenous education and Indigenous student learners. All educators need to invest in establishing healthy, open, and trusting relationships with the Indigenous communities in order to establish respectful relationships with Indigenous parents and families. It's very important we are mindful of that and that we don't get ahead of ourselves in that we overlook protocols because every Indigenous culture and community has their own value systems and they have their own protocols and ways of doing things appropriately. While we may be very engaged as teachers and we may be very excited and open to doing things different and doing things better in education, to support Indigenous student success, we must not overlook or overstep those protocols. It's very important that we are mindful of that and that we work with our Indigenous communities to ensure things are done appropriately. There is no one way of doing things. We are going to discover and learn along the way. What is important is that you find out the territories that you are located in and you connect with those communities and consistently it is a relationship journey, one that must be continually nurtured and honored. That is really part of reconciliation. Listening to understand and applying what you gather from your sittings with Indigenous peoples, educators, knowledge keepers, elders, parents, and children. Honoring those who teach you, that is another important part of the process. While we gather and collect knowledge and we apply it, we must not forget to honor those that have shared that knowledge with us. And we must humble ourselves as teachers to our students, to the profession. It is a gift to be a teacher. And we must humble ourselves to the communities that we serve. For our superintendents, human resources departments, we need more Indigenous educators hired in the schools and in leadership roles. If we are serious about making these changes, that is a key step to being part of those changes. Bringing in that knowledge, bringing in that expertise that come from the very voice that we are trying to support in the Indigenous student populations in our schools. 
Indigenous education should be a top priority in school district goals. School districts that want to honour and respect the truth and reconciliation calls to action in education must honour these calls to action in the everyday actions that occur throughout our schools. It really is in our everyday actions we educators make that impact the lives of all children and youth who come through our school doors and who are part of our school communities. And that extends to their parents, their caregivers, their families. I hope to bring awareness of how education systems have both failed and nurtured Indigenous students as a teacher, as a researcher, and as a lifelong learner. As educators, we can learn from the past so that we can become informed and do things right this time around in education for the betterment of Indigenous student success. It's in the way we teach our students. It's in the way we connect with their communities and their families. And it's in the way that we look at our own selves, how we have been raised, our own ideologies and our assumptions. And we take a look and we see what it is we need to do within ourselves, how we need to evolve as not only educators, but as people and members of society. I'm on a healing journey and I'm a survivor of systemic racism in education. I have endured that from the time I was in elementary throughout my high school up into post-secondary journey. I am also a person who comes from a long line of resilient people and communities that I'm connected to and where I come from. And as a teacher, I take these teachings, I take these experiences, I embrace all that they have made me into who I am, I learn from them, and I love sharing them with others so that they may bring healing into their own journey, and that they may become more informed about their own processes, whether they are a student or in the role of a teacher or a community member. I love learning. I am a teacher and this is my calling. I believe in the lifelong learning journey and therefore a student for life. Always learning, always curious, always open to discovering new perspectives and knowledge. I am inspired and informed by the resilience of the many strong women in my family and community. This resiliency nourishes my spirit as Anitza Tabiaki. I believe all teachers can change the world of education and the relationship with Indigenous students and communities that education systems have had and have failed in how we have taken care of Indigenous students and families. We can do better and we are doing better. We need to look around at what is happening in our school communities, the success stories, and continue to nurture those processes and look at what is helping our Indigenous students thrive and continue to nurture those journeys and learning pathways for them. It is in the way we care for our students, and it is in the way we invest in our relationships with Indigenous people. I know that you are on your own journey, and you are making a difference in the world of students, in the world of education. And I do believe that teachers are a part of the reconciliation process in creating healthier, nurturing, and loving learning communities for Indigenous students. We must take it one step at a time, one day at a time, and remember to honor those that continue to teach us and show us how to do things in a good way. So God be. We are all on a journey, and there 
are new opportunities just waiting for us to discover because every day is a new day for us to learn and grow and evolve as educators and as human beings. I am always excited to learn new ideas, and I love sitting in circles with other educators and lifelong learners and taking away knowledge and embracing their gifts. Teaching is a gift, and I am so grateful to be part of such a wonderful, beautiful, challenging, and exciting world of learning. If you want to follow me on my journey, I welcome you to listen to my podcast, Talks with a Fox podcast. This is where I get to have conversations and share them with the world from people that I have met throughout my life as a teacher and also as an artist. And I get to listen and learn from them. And we also talk about very important issues, including Indigenous perspectives and histories, as well as some amazing things that are happening in the Indigenous communities. I also love sharing my perspectives on what I have learned from being a teacher and as an Indigenous female woman working in leadership. I hope that this has enlightened you, ignited your fire to continue to learn more, and that you know you can be part of the change that we all are working towards to support Indigenous student learners and to enhance education for all. Thank you for allowing me to have this space to share. Thank you so much for tuning into the She Speaks podcast by The Great Canadian Woman. Remember to subscribe to the show on your favorite player so you don't miss a single episode. And if you love what we're doing here, we would be so appreciative if you could leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And if you want to connect with today's guest or become a guest on the show yourself, head to thegreatcanadianwoman.ca forward slash podcast. Until next time, make waves, move mountains, and blaze trails. Thank you.